Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Contact Monica at MonicaMatthews.com or on Twitter at MonicaOnAirTalk. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. It's Monica Matthews. I'm back. Thank you to all my new subscribers on my YouTube channel, which is brand spanking new. Speaking of spankings, what are you guys getting into for Valentine's Day? I'd love to know your plans. You can give me a call today, actually. My phone lines are open at 404, what is it? 383-8520-404-383-8520. And you can be a guest on my show. Thank you so much for your patience uh, as we're working through just technical stuff, uh, simulcasting. So this is just a, a brand new effort on uh, on my producer's part. And mine. <laughs> He's much better at running Atlanta's morning news. <laughs> Trust that. But he gets an A plus 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 for effort. A for having to deal with me, and B for being the best producer ever. It's true. It's true. I tell you. So, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Do you have plans? If you don't have plans, you're way behind. Just FY to the eye. If you're trying to make reservations now, good luck. If you're boycotting Valentine's Day, love to hear about that too. I don't know if my comments are up on uh, Periscope. I know that right now I'm on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook all at the same time. I do not see your questions in real time. I'm going to try to sift through some of that today. Also note that when I'm live with you simulcasting, I'm actually producing and recording my podcast for the day. So... um we're going to see how this rolls out. But I love interacting with you guys and having fun. That's the whole reason I do this. It's not just to like hear myself talk. So I've got a lot of emails from you. I get a lot of emails from people who ask me to reach out to their loved ones, especially women who are struggling, single moms, um, people who have come through death or divorce, who have just lost their faith in God and life. They've essentially just given up. I'm happy to do that. I, I'm just overloaded with um, things that I need to respond to at the moment. So please don't take that as a slight. If you have a story for me, uh, injustice is a big deal with my brand. I love hearing from you. I'm happy to sift through what your story is. It does not guarantee you a spot on my show. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. I cannot possibly get to every single person who wants to uh, have their story told not to say your story is not important. I simply may not be the outlet for you. So please don't take that as a slight. Um, you know, let's just, God, man, if y'all aren't on Twitter, you're not going to understand what I'm about to say. <laughs> but Twitter people need to take a pill. Uh, seriously, like when you don't immediately follow someone back, you're like canceled from 25,000 other followers. I'm like, really? What are we in middle school? We are. You're right. And Mr. P laughs because he's like, who gives a damn? It's Twitter. I'm like, well, fun fact, I ended up deleting this man's post, but there was a, a, a tweet, a post. See, post is for Facebook. You got to get the vernacular down. Uh, pa posting is on Facebook. Tweeting is on Twitters. 
YouTubing is, I don't even know. But you're influencing people with stuff. Okay. But on the Twitters, there's a gentleman who thanked everyone and for being basically his follower and, and for being patient with him because he likes to engage with people on the regular. He's a veteran. He doesn't have a job and he can't really get out. And so Twitter's kind of his world. So I was cautioning people about making fun of Twitter being someone's, you know, universe. Because for some people, it is. It is. And so it's okay to have some compassion. He was embarrassed because he felt like I drew attention to him because I retweeted his tweet. So I took it down. He didn't want to draw attention unto himself. He just wanted people to know how much having that contact with people mattered to him. So let's take it down a notch in terms of like our Twitter snottyism. You know, we're like sanctimonious tweeters. <laughs> I'm like, for some people, it is their only connection to the outside world. So just be a little kinder. Okay, speaking of, what about those of you who work from home? This is something we were just talking about. Apparently working from home in Metro Atlanta anyway is on the rise. And I can tell you our commute here has a lot to do with that. Not to mention our roads. Our infrastructure sucks. And right now we're trying to catch up with this giant economic, you know, influx of people and businesses and, you know, our big economic boon here in the city of Atlanta. And we do not have the infrastructure to uh, facilitate this level of, of, of traffic and and congestion and people in commerce and so more and more people are like screw that i'm tired of my life being spent in the car three hours a day uh, or more and people try to move out to metro atlanta which is uh ever expanding and if you're moving outside of the city of atlanta because you think you're going to get away from crime <laughs> jokes on you because gangs have wheels and will travel which we're going to hear from someone who just went through a harrowing experience with a, a carjacker who was thwarted, but nevertheless could have gone and would have gone had their firearm not jammed really bad. But a lot of you don't see that whatever happens in the hive affects you. And this is true for all of you across the country in, in, in metro areas. You think that whatever happens in Detroit is not going to affect you in the burbs. Whatever happens in downtown Chicago is not going to affect you in the it, it, Manhattan's is so Jersey. People are like, well, that's in the city. We're out in the country. I'm like, okay, criminals move. <laughs> They're fluid. Crime is crime. They're coming for you. I'm sorry. That's not to scare you or to have you sitting at the front door with your shotgun every night, but it, or to be scared of people is to make you aware of the fact that you've got to get serious about your local elections and understand that local doesn't mean local anymore. You need to have your little fingers in everyone's municipal pots. You need to know what the heck is going on in, in your downtown metropolitan uh, areas, your urban hubs. You need to know who the candidates are down there. And then, hey, guess what, folks? We live in the United States of America. Start finding your own candidate to put up against crappy people who have been taking your cities into the toilet for decades. Sadly, most of them happen to be on the left side of the aisle. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. And you can you can find all forms of statistics that I have cited on this show over the years of exactly that. The stats of Democrat-run cities are not good. They're just not. And you know what's astounding to me? 
is that a mayoral election is supposed to be, in theory, nonpartisan. And so I actually tried to run the, the mayoral on my show that way last time around when we elected our last queen. But that wasn't working out because they went after her opponent for being a Republican. So I was like, oh, well, what the hell? The gloves are off then. Since you want to make it about her being a Trump supporter, a closet Trump supporter, then let's just deal with who you really are trying to suck up to Biden's campaign right now. So everyone in Atlanta has hopes to get the hell out of Atlanta. Trust that. Anyone in a position of authority in downtown Atlanta does not want to stay in Atlanta. They want to move to Washington. However they can get there. And if they take the rest of the city down with them, so be it. Our police chief, I've been on Twitter about this this morning. She's calling for community involvement with these little gangbangers. And then they feature the story of 11 Alive did a good job on this. They featured a story of an organization who partners with little kids. And, you know, they're always little black kids because that's who makes up the majority of the demographic of gangs in the city of Atlanta. Sorry. I didn't make up the rules. I'm not part of the gang initiation, you know, tribunal council. But that's how that works. You look like us. You talk like us. You don't have opportunities like us. You hate life like us. You're part of a death culture. You don't have a father like us. Welcome. We got you. So apparently the community, it's not enough to pay taxes, exorbitant taxes in the city of Atlanta for a police force that is anemic and now toothless and impotent. Now we're called to action to get involved with other organizations that will help these little kids play basketball, hold them accountable, help them, you know, with graffiti, you know, organize graffiti, whatever that is. I don't know. Borch used to call it welfare art. <laughs> but it's like, hey, whatever, whatever outlet for their creativity that's legal, and at least they have someone who gives a damn about them, I get all that. I really do. But you know what, Chief Shields, you shucking and jiving and and moving the shells around on the board, not going to cut it. Own the fact that the queen owns you. That's all I'm asking you to do. You can't keep blaming it on the judiciary. You've got crappy judges. We know it. We have a crappy DA in Fulton County. We know that, too. But guess what, folks? We elect our district attorneys. Again, it all goes back to elections. So if you're living out in the suburbs and you're tired of these little gangbangers coming out terrorizing you at home, guess who you need to unseat? You need to unseat the beehive. That thing needs to be sprayed with like a giant wasp can. Just get it done. But we've got a chief who's like, well, you know, I'm really hamstrung myself. I've been I've been so politicized because the queen won't let me do anything that I need to do as a chief. I started out on the side of the blue. I started out one of these women and men, and I love them, and I wish I wasn't so castrated like everyone else in my department, but I am. And no matter who you put in there, they'd be stuck with the same crap. But don't dare get on another television camera and preach to me, a taxpayer in the city of Atlanta, about helping you do your job. My tax dollars should be enough. You do your job. And if you're tired of the queen, maybe you should start an underground movement. Create your own little private pack like the rest of us should be doing and putting our hard-earned dollars into that to unseat people who don't give two dams about little black kids who don't get an education, who don't have the opportunities that others do, who won't make it past 21, who look exactly like them. 
So you'll excuse me if I'm not buying into the whole white guilt syndrome, but I'm not. And you have private schools in the city of Atlanta who cost, oh, I don't know, between 25, 30 grand a year to send your school, your kids to the school for indoctrination, who are now indoctrinating their faculty to know what it's like to not be white. Yeah, follow that. We're going to have we're going to have race sensitivity training. That's what your 30 grand's going to. And then they're filled with liberals. Our our private schools here in the city filled with liberal, liberal ideology in the name of Jesus. This isn't these are Christian schools too. Whatever that means. So for those of you who have abdicated not only your kids like education, but their faith, you deserve it. You deserve the country that you're going to have 10 to 15 years from now. You do. You just deserve it. People keep trying to get me to run for mayor in the city of Atlanta. I'm like, (laughs) I actually entertain the idea for a minute. And then I'm like, I look at who shows up to vote and the fact that we have such a piss poor voter turnout in, in high affluent areas. People who could actually affect change in the city of Atlanta who are clutching their pearls. You know, who just don't want to make waves. We just want to shop and dine and spend our enormous amounts of money on high taxes. And just we want to show up and host balls for those poor little black kids. Poor kids in the city. They don't have any opportunity. And plus, we get a tax benefit. I'm not buying it. You don't deserve me. So, no, I will not run for mayor. I'll likely run for another seat, but it won't be for the mayor of Atlanta. Plus, they're crazy. And I don't know what could happen. I mean, people are dangerous. You are in danger waters whenever you deal with the city of Atlanta. Just know that. So here's what happened in a suburb, better known as where everybody shipped to through gentrification. (laughs) So all of our economic booms and buildings and all of our housing that's supposed to be affordable, that never ends up being affordable for the black folks that are always sold down the crappy Chattahoochee River. This is where they land in Clayton County, and this is what happens. There is a lot of relief tonight, actually, that when you think about all the things that could have happened to really somebody getting killed during all this, but now everyone involved wants that robber caught before this happens again. Surveillance video shows how this armed robber isn't afraid to raise his gun as he tries to steal an SUV out of a driveway. But the man in red moves toward the robber because he isn't afraid for his own safety, He's worried about his sister and wife who were inside of the car. I, I scared of him. Uh, he go inside to shoot my wife and my sister. He asked not to be identified as he walked me through the moments he did all he could to keep the robber away last Thursday morning at around 9. He said he shoot me. He said he would shoot you. Uh-huh. The would-be thief opens a door, but the man in red closes it and even prepares to be hit. There's a scuffle behind the car. Then the gunman shoves the man against another car. He keeps trying the doors, but the women inside have already locked it. The robber bangs on a window, then points his gun, and the victim thinks he pulled the trigger, but the gun jammed. Do you think you're pretty lucky? Yeah. That the gun didn't go off? (laughs) Yeah. It happened near Riverdale Road and Flat Shoals Road in Clayton County. The suspect was last seen walking into a wooded area after giving up on the carjacking. Neighbors say the whole thing has left people terrified. Now I'm always in front front of my house, and then my pistol is right there behind the door. If I need to, grab it, start shooting. 
And I checked in with police and they say so far no arrests have been made. Anyone with any information is urged to call Clayton County Police. I don't even know what that dude said, so don't ask me. But that's in Clayton County, Georgia, which is just out. It's like South Metro Atlanta. Okay, that's where a lot of people got moved who um, were congregated in the city of Atlanta. But the city of Atlanta decided that they were going to go vertical. So there's probably at least eight cranes around the city of Atlanta. And that's all exciting for people. Right. We're just doing good, good, good. Atlanta's number one city in the whole country for doing business. Really? Well, have you tried to go to the mall without being killed? That's kind of important, right? Yeah, just a little. And this is like the bee in my bonnet. This is my wheelhouse because I'm a mother. And I'm a single mother. I'm a widow. I own firearms. I've had to protect my home, my child, myself for 20 years. So this is important to me. That was Matt Johnson with Channel 2, by the way. Good job. So this kid on the loose, terrorizing people in their own driveway, happens all the time. A friend of mine was just nearly carjacked in my own area, just down the street from my house, during the day, broad daylight coming out of a grocery store. And you're asking yourself... What is the deal we have? We're like the economy is doing well. We're t- we're hearing from people that people still don't have opportunity. People of color do not have opportunity, although it's the lowest uh, black unemployment rate in the history of all histories of the country. Say what you want to say about the rest of the economy, but you can't argue with the minority facts of this economic boom that we see. So why is it that people are still turning to crime? Well, let me kind of back up. You got to go back to the genesis of this. So this is opportunity has not always been something that is equal for all people in this country. Sorry, it's just not. It's a fact. I didn't write it. It's our history. It is what it is. And to a certain extent, it can still be part of our present. So you have to be hip to that. You don't have to be guilty and white to actually believe that and, and confess that. It's just a fact. But the past eight years of the Obama administration, the last eight years of of the Obama administration, there was a real push for let's just put a blanket on it. We'll pretend like it's not here. It just doesn't exist. And if we do that, then, you know, we'll work on criminal justice reform. We'll we'll skirt through other things and, you know, fly under the radar with certain things. And God knows if we start keeping statistics on things and actual numbers of who's perpetuating crime, then I, you know, I'm the first black president and I'm not doing anything about that. So we'll just pretend like it's not here. Head in the sand, butt in the air. So now you've had eight years of a really crappy economic time in the country. People were desperate, especially poor people. Hit very hard with that. Sure, they're on their benefits. And for those of you who complain because, well, people are on welfare and they, do, they listen, they're not making a killing on welfare. They're making a killing by killing. They're making a killing by defrauding you. They're making a killing by stalking you. This is an industry. Gangbanging is an industry. It is a network. You have to, it's a business model. This isn't just us versus them. They're everywhere. They have, they have infiltrated every system in the country, including your military, your law enforcement agencies, your schools, your media outlets. They're everywhere. Your businesses, they're in suits. They look fly. They look awesome. They're hot. They're what? Women, men, young kids. They're, it's, it's, it's insane. You can't even imagine how big the network is whenever it comes to crime. That's why this is so important to me that you understand that it's in your neighborhood. And if you're out in the suburbs, it's there. So back up to a horrible economic downturn in the country. What are you going to do to survive? And, and I don't feel bad for mamas in the hood anymore who have kids like this because I've sat in enough courtrooms with these gangbangers, gangbangers who are being sentenced. 
And sure, every now and then there's, there's a single mother who's by herself and she's rocking herself back and forth crying because her baby's life is completely over, dead in the water, never to see the light of day outside of a jail cell ever again. And some of you, and that tugs on my heart too because I'm a single mother and I feel bad that that's what her child turned to and she does too. He did not choose another direction. For whatever reason, he got sucked into that path and now she's lost her child and she's by herself. That does grieve me. It doesn't mean I'm going to overhaul the entire justice system to favor criminals or to favor the single mother. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to move the goalposts down the field just because I have a bleeding heart, because I can relate to that mother. But there are other mothers in that courtroom who realize that their moneymaker is going away. But they got other kids, thank God. Because now Boo, Boo's gone, but Ray's right behind him and Tay's right behind him. I'm just telling you, I live in the city of Atlanta. This is what I see. And I'm irreverent as hell about it because you've got to get out of this mindset of, oh, those poor people. No. Poor people don't get a pass on being crappy citizens. God, is that so difficult? I've been poor. I didn't get a pass. I talked to a lady last night, her kid, white lady, her kid uh, <laughs> stole a T-shirt worth 15 bucks, took him six months of probation, two probation officers, community service of 20 hours. Uh, this is in DeKalb County, which is historically notorious for letting all kinds of crazies out of prison just because the, our, the DA over there won't do her job. But now apparently she's going to educate the rest of the country on how to be a superb DA. So go figure that out. She's black and she's a female. Two strikes, I mean, two two fle- two feathers in her cap for her, especially in the state of Atlanta. So, and when you say things like this, Mr. P, people are like, oh my God, you're so racist. I'm like, no, I'm just so factual. Like, I'm just honest. It is what it is. And then here's this lady. She's like, my kid was 11 years old. And that has followed him. He has paid for that $15 shirt. And so has my family for the past three years of our lives. In the meantime, you've got gangbangers out with ankle monitors run through the city wild it's the wild west down here you guys you just don't know that all right so there's that we're also going to talk about people working from home and i got kind of sidetracked squirrel people working from home here's my pointer on that do you have any sound on that and why people do that okay so commutes for sure across the country atlanta is rapidly becoming los angeles I've lived here my entire life. Now you can't even get on our interstates any time of day, seven days a week, without there being some traffic flow. And that has not always been the case in the city. Infrastructure is largely to blame for that. Uh, our economic increase and, and people moving here, we're all excited. And, you know, we're like the business. We're a bad business model here in the state of Georgia. I, sorry, Governor Kemp. <laughs> but we are. Because have you ever seen a business grow outside of their seams way too fast? What happens to that business? So here's people. Is this it, the commute? All right, go for it. Why not, as we constantly hear about nightmare commutes from the WSB traffic team? 85 is a parking lot, as far as I can see. An Atlanta Regional Commission survey shows more than 4 in 10 commuters telework at least occasionally, nearly double who said they did in 2007. Many who don't say they'd be willing to give it a try if their employer offered a telework program. Almost everyone believes traffic in Atlanta is a serious problem and getting worse. Commute times to work average about 40 minutes. Bill Cayachigo, 95.5 WSB. Yeah, that's an average. Weather and traffic like this morning is why I try to telework as much as possible. 
Is that part of our uh, open mic? The technology yeah. is there. You can almost work from anywhere depending on your job. Mm-hmm. So why not? Well, here's one really good reason why not. We are already so isolated as a society. It concerns me. It's almost like for you folks who work from home, who telecommute, you could very easily become that weird homeschooler. <laughs> I'm just, and I homeschooled my kids so I can make fun. But it's very easy to become so isolated that you don't have the interaction you need. So I would encourage you, just like you would a homeschool kid, to be part of intramural sports, uh, go to the gym, be parts of you know uh, uh, clubs and organizations. You know, in, embed yourself in the community with other things so that you can at least get outside your home. It is very easy to get trapped in that. You know, if, especially if you're not good at setting up boundaries for yourself and prioritizing your time. And time management becomes a skill you have got to master whenever you work from home. But so is you. So is your social life. That is something I would encourage you not to neglect, because I think we see a lot of that on the rise, too. People are very lonely and they think it's wonderful. At least I'm not stuck in the car cussing the guy out next to me. (laughs) But, you know, if you work from home and um, and you have suffered from the the I work at home and I'm lonely as hell syndrome. Give me a call and tell me about that. 404-383-8520. In the meantime. There's a scam to be aware of, of course. FBI Atlanta warns that romance scams are on the rise. I dare say that any dating app is a potential romance scam. (laughs) So uh, Atlanta, here we are. Where are we? Fox 5. Uh, With Valentine's Day almost here, the the VPI, I love it, the FBI warns people to be cautious when getting involved in online relationships because, quote, romance scams are on the rise. There are more and more people that fall victim to this all the time. Um, According to the FBI, in 2018, their Internet Crime Complaint Center received 18,493 complaints from people duped by romance scams across the country. I'm sorry I'm laughing. Uh, That number rose to 19,473 because we didn't learn the first time complaints in 2019 with losses of more than 475 million bucks. How naive are we ladies and gentlemen i really wish they would break this down between maybe they do let me get let me go on between men and women in georgia the complaints total 437 in 2019 for more than 6.5 million dollars i mean that is fraud and how many of us you know seriously the whole online thing i think to some degree is is kind of a form of fraud right (laughs) like you put your best foot forward and you, you show up with all these little pictures and fillers and butt implants and boobs and cheeks and hair and eyelashes and all this stuff that you take off. You're like, good grief. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. That is not what I swipe to the right for, whatever whatever way you're supposed to swipe. That is not what I signed up for, dude. And then and you always put your best fit forward. And to me, I'm like, it's just a giant fraud, a potential fraud platform. What is it? Yeah. Go a little deeper. That's okay, I'm going, about I'm going. Things to look out for. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of from the Better Business Bureau. Oh, this is so bad. And romance yeah. or confidence scams. A con artist typically targets widowed or divorced women who are 40 or older and looking for a relationship. 
They may contact them through social media or online dating platform. The scammers will get to know you through online, through your online profile, your likes and your dislikes. See, they're just like political. <laughs> I love it. They should go into politics, right? They're just like, uh, what, just like the movie Hacked, the 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 Netflix thing Hacked, and what was that? Um, Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> they're the Cambridge Analytica of the dating world. So you know, again, discernment. D discernment was the letter of the uh, was the word in the letter of the day yesterday d you have to be discerning with who you're voting for and who you let into your bedroom for sure much less your bank account um they know whether or not you like dogs they know whether they know what you give to all those little things you know your personality profiles and it tells you you know i'm this and i like this color and i love dogs and ferrets and all the snakes and you know some dudes like oh Okay, she's a wackadoo, but she looks fly in everything she wears. She hangs out at, like, high-profile restaurants. Homegirl's got cash. That's what he's saying. Okay, once they've won the victim over, uh, the scammer will ask for money or a service. In some cases, victims have handed over hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yup. A lonely, desperate woman will do lots of things, and so will men, by the way. The amount varies by individual, but on aggregate... That's a huge amount of money. To avoid becoming a victim, the FBI suggests, it's kind of funny to me that the FBI would be suggesting to any of us at this point how not to become a victim. Maybe they could give us pointers on how not to become a victim of their next FISA warrant. Uh, the FBI suggests people take several precautions. Use online search. Use an online search function to see if the person's photos appear anywhere else on the internet. <laughs> In other words, cross-reference for mugshots. Okay, that's Monica language. Ask a lot of questions. Yep, that's good. But but you got to ask the right questions. Like, if you're, you know, asking heartfelt questions, because, listen, we ask questions based on what it is we want to know. So, really, most women are just concerned about, mm, are, are you married? Are you divorced? How many kids do you have? Do you like pets? Do you have a bank account? Do you have a stable job? Those are the those are the basics, but you need to get smart about how to ask deeper questions. Okay, be wary if the person seems too good to be true. I could write a book on that. If your love interest schedules a time to meet you in person and then suddenly cancels, <laughs> be suspicious. Oh, personal story there. Never send money to anyone you do not know in real life. Duh. Go into a relationship cautiously. We're taking relationship pointers from the FBI. How far from grace have we fallen as a society? I mean, what else are we going to abdicate? That's what I want to know. It's okay, Papa Government, do everything for me, including tell me how to not become a victim because I'm just so desperate or so naive. <gasps> and no, I'm not hashtag victim shaming. Go into a relationship cautiously. Take a little bit slowly. Go carefully into it. Hopefully you do find love. Now, here's the FBI. Like, we really hope you find love. <laughs> and then he's not on our most wanted list. <laughs> okay. If you believe you have been the victim of a romance scam, file a complaint with the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center. File. Do it, ladies. Quit being weak. Help someone else. And men. FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, because this is important because it falls under different jurisdictions of crime. If you're being uh, defrauded online, that's a whole other level of criminality that someone will be able to prosecute. 
So it's important to go to the right agency. Filing a listen, do yourself a favor. Don't file a police report with the Atlanta City Police. Uh, uh, how the scam works. Fake profiles, right? They set up fake profiles, uh, online dating sites created by stealing photos. <laughs> I've seen this so many times with dudes on my Twitter feed. <laughs> it's like you see this super hot picture and you're like, who's that? And you click on it and they're like, you know, they're just nothing about the picture. Either their English is completely broken, but they graduated from Mississippi State. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, two plus two is not equaling four in this profile block. And immediately block them. Don't try to be like the investigator of the year. Just get rid of them. They just dump the trash because that's exactly what they are. And I'm going to tell you, um, oh, I love this. Over a short period of time, the scammers build a fake relationship, and they exchange photos and romantic messages, even talking on the phone or through a webcam. See, it makes you feel safe when someone's willing to get on a webcam with you. Well, guess what? You're getting on webcams with your kids. Don't be as naive as your children. I think tips to to spot for this scam, and then I'm gonna I'll give you my 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 two cents on this as a single woman for the past twenty years. Too hot to be true. They're off. They usually offer up really photos of really good looking people, uh, tales of financial success. Uh, you know, be honest with yourself about who you would be genuinely interested in. If they seem too perfect, the alarm bell should ring. They're in a hurry to get off the site. Catfishers will try very quickly to get you to move to communicating through email, messenger, or phone. Okay, this is where I will give the FBI their props on keeping us safe. And you need to keep yourself safe. But these are these are very good pointers to pay attention to. And because we just, we don't study criminals. And you're hoping you're not going to attract them in your dating life. But guess what? You do. Sorry, it's a fact. Moving fast, a catfisher will begin speaking of a future together and tell you they love you quickly. They often say they've never felt this way before. Oh, I, part of this makes me want to heave because I've actually dated people like this. So they didn't turn out to be like financial scammers or people trying to get into my bank account. But something I heard a pastor say not long ago is that we are so willing to give people our bodies but we won't give them our bank account. Think about that. Will you give someone you're dating your check card? Hell no. But will you? <laughs> You'll give people your uh, um, SID status, but you will not tell them what you make. What's an it's SID? Sexually transmitted disease. Oh, STD. STD, I'm I was sorry. like, what's an SID? That's I was right. like, is that like a new thing? Is that a new sexually sexual disease? An SID? Sexual intelligence disease. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Well, yeah. I want, I actually, that's a good question, ladies. What's your sexual intelligence? <laughs> Not disease, but well, actually, some people are kind of diseased in that area in the head. So it's good to know about that. Uh, they don't want to meet you. Be wary of someone who always has an excuse to postpone meeting because they say they're traveling or live overseas. <laughs> that's my favorite. Or they're in the military. That's a big one. You know, we as women, we love men in uniform, right? That's a big deal. Suspect language. If the person you're communicating with claims to be from your hometown but has poor spelling or grammar, which is what I just said, or uses overly flowery language or uses phrases that don't make sense, that's a red flag. I have people like that on my Twitter account all the time. Hard luck stories. Before moving on to asking you for money, the scammer may hint at financial troubles like their heat being cut off. <laughs> okay. If their heat is cut off, ladies, 
Can you move past go? I'm sorry. Come on, man. We just, I mean, even as broke, busted, and freaking disgusted as I was, if I ran up on some dude who did not have heat, I'd be like, here's a blanket. See ya. I mean, uh-uh. Just, okay, hold on. Or, or their car was stolen. <laughs> No, I'm going to have you meet me at the Marta station because my car was stolen. I was a victim of carjacking just two days ago. No, that brother probably just doesn't have a ride, okay? Or a sick relative, my mama. My big mama, she needs help with her cancer treatment. I'm telling you, people are so depraved. It will blow your mind. And they may share a sad story from their past, death of parents, because here's the deal. You put your stories on Facebook and they read your stories. And they're like, oh, she just lost someone. Her dog just died. Listen, my daughter calls it trauma bonding. If you've just come out of something traumatic, it's not the time to bond. Because predators will try to bond with you even falsely through your trauma. You have to know what you have to know yourself and you got to for sure understand that people are just ratchet as hell. So never send money. Ask specific questions. Um, I tell you what I do. I call people I know who know people who know other people. And I'm like, here's his cell phone number. Here's his name. Here's what I think his address is. And it's on. And and I've also paid for searches, profile searches online to be like, mm mm. And I, you know, for a while there, people were like, you actually look up someone's credit score? Yeah, because you ain't coming into my life messing up my credit score. <laughs> no way. So these are things I want to know about you before I sit down with you and you start, you know, working your way, worming your way into my heart. Because ultimately, that's what we all really want, right, is connection. Uh, so, oh, that's an awful story. I don't want to go into that you today. One more but, thing here? Yeah. Okay. Is this Nancy Pelosi? Oh, Whatever no. she was just squawking about? Oh, okay. no. It's called the Ute, the Wu Tang scam. You heard this? Hip hop posers running up huge bills around Atlanta and all over the place. Listen to this. They stayed at ritzy hotels, including the Georgian Terrace, claiming to be part of Wu Tang Clan and the entertainment company Rock Nation. But prosecutors say they used bogus credit cards to scam more than $100,000 from those hotels, along with recording studios and a limo agency where they rented a Rolls Royce. They were finally busted when workers at a Fairfield Inn and Suites in Augusta got suspicious and called Rock Nation, who, of course, never heard of them. At least two members of the group say they were homeless and were hired to act as bodyguards. Wow. They ran up a $43,000 hotel bill at one Atlanta hotel in Midtown Atlanta. And they ended up at the Fairfield. And the guys at the Fairfield go, you all don't look right. We're going to call and find and check, yeah. double check you guys. Right. I mean, they, they had a, like a $20,000 bill renting a Rolls Royce to ride around and look important. Right. You know, in, in all these swanky places because yep. they thought they were with the Wu-Tang or man. whatever I've been part of the music industry my whole life. I've heard it my they whole life. check. I'm a, I'm a producer. But Fairfield Inn. Y'all don't look right. Fairfield Inn. Check you got to love it. Like the no-tell motel and some podunk. They're like, we don't, well, you don't, you know, this doesn't look right. Profiling. <laughs> For those of you who get triggered by that. And I'm like, yeah, you should use discernment. So the word of the day again, ladies and gentlemen, is discernment. It's, you know, I don't, I don't like to leave people with um, 
if it looks too good to be true, then it is because I'm such a romantic and I believe in the magic of romance and love and all of that. That's why we had my friend on yesterday. If you missed that podcast, go back and listen to it. It's actually very informative talking about um, uh, courting and the beginnings of courting and St. Valentine's losing his head. I bet you some of you did not know that. So good conversation, you know, that just encourages you and inspires you to keep uh, dreaming something to keep your eye on is that the House is voting today to allow ratification of Equal Rights Amendment for women. This is very important. Georgia uh, was on that trajectory last year. We even had a Republican senator, a female, who was upset because the governor she thought was going to be governor did not end up being governor, and it wasn't Stacey Abrams. <laughs> but um, she was on Team Cagle and was subsequently demoted through some of her committee positionings and got a little salty about that and like most women decided to take retribution to the well of the senate chamber and squawked and balked and really socked it to men about how unfair the system is and all of that in the meantime she partnered with democrats to bring this little ditty uh to ratification to amend the constitution of the united states with regard to equal rights for women what it would ultimately, thank God, we were not the 38th state because you need 38 states to ratify uh, to make an amendment to the Constitution. We were not that state, but it looks like Virginia, good old Virginia, Virginia's been in the news for a lot of unconstitutional things lately. Uh, ratifying and amending the Constitution is not unconstitutional. Clearly, we have the provision to do so. But what this does ultimately is it levels the playing field across the board. You are systematically basically making all sexual orientation, not orientation, well, orientation biologically. When I don't use the term gender, can can we please get away from that? Gender is a psych is a so so socio psychological construct. Sex is your biological makeup. Period. End of story. That is the scientific definition of our physical biological genealogy as male or female. We are one sex or the other. We're not one gender or another. That's why you have 26 different genders, because it's how people feel about having a PP or a JJ. So it's all about feelings. Okay, with this, it essentially think about all the things that your daughters might not be subjected to. You're talking about all of the what's interesting to me, Mr. P, is that this right here essentially dismantles all of the progress that the feminists feel that they have they have moved throughout the scope of history with women's rights it essentially just swipes right through that and you become equal to men so your daughters will in fact be drafted by this measure passing and amending the constitution so very important I, it's i don't think it's going to get traction but it is something to pay attention to because it's something the democrats have been after for a while because it fits the social narrative of everything unnatural and disorder so it's just something to pay attention to uh light up the phone lines of your congressmen and women um, and your senators to let them know that this is not something that you are interested in. It is the, what is it? I don't have the bill number, but I have, it's basically ERA. Um, and that's right in front of me. Senate Majority Leader Mitchell McConnell was dismissive about the resolution when asked last week. Here's the bottom line, folks. If you're tired of all the craziness in D.C., you're fed up with, you know, yet another impeachment on the horizon and all the investigations, would you please just take your house back? There. 
there's my two cents about how to undo all this madness. Take your house back. <sighs> so much to do in this country and so many things to celebrate, like Love Day. So get ready. Get out. Get your plans together. It's not too late. Cook something. Do something different. Look into your loved one's eyes. Reconnect. All that good stuff. And if you're lonely as hell, this is not the time for you to be online looking for love. This is a dangerous time of year, actually. All right. I love you. You can follow me on Twitter, Monica On Air Talk. My new YouTube channel, Monica Matthews. Uh, Monty Matthews on Facebook, M-O-N-I-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. I'll be in Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Go sign up at uh, deplorapalooza.com. I'll be in Vegas March 5th through the 7th. Would love to see you. Our big shindig is on the 6th. Big, big, big party to celebrate all of the great things with promiseskept.com. That's what we will be there celebrating. Hope to meet you there along with Cat Turd and many others. Many AOC, Terrence Williams, I mean, uh, Mindy Robinson. There are lots of cool patriots who will be there to shake shake your hands and celebrate our president and our country and, and God, really, at the end of the day, our, our ability to prosper and be free and seek justice. All right. Until next time, be good to your neighbor, beginning with yourself. And remember, if you are an American, act like one.